Welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Now, introducing your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my latest podcast at Darnley Cyber Cafe. Now, as the year is now ending, as we are in our late or last week of December, geez, time flies, doesn't it? It is now the perfect opportunity for me to talk about the cybersecurity year in review. Now, as we put another year behind us, another year like no other, 2021 has seen no shortage of cybersecurity moments. So let's talk about the countless attacks, vulnerabilities, and other notable events that stood out this year. I know if anyone in the cybersecurity world or realm, whatever you want to call it, we knew that this was a turbulent year and it's only going to get worse. And I'm not saying this to be a pessimistic sort of person, as I'm generally an optimistic guy. However, the, the trend is very clear in terms of where we are going in relation to our cybersecurity events. So the first, the first uh, event, as we all know, is the, the colonial pipeline attack. For those in the United States who has personally witnessed this, this essentially kind of shook up the, the U.S. community, as you will, in terms of the unified resolve to put an end to these constant onslaughts of attacks. Now, the pipeline attack caused long lineups in the United States. The ransomware attack became a political issue, which I found very interesting because given the fact that we have constant knowledge in these threats of various organizations, not just infrastructure. It also happens to businesses. It also happens to uh, medical offices alike. There, these attacks are well known, but it comes down to the uh, issue with these long lineups. Like this affected every single person who needed to fuel their vehicle. The next attack to review was the Florida water treatment attack. The attacker. Changed the 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 which call it the the levels of the uh, sodium hydroxide levels to about eleven thousand parts per million, and that typically was I think a hundred parts per million. But thankfully, there was a vigilant employee there that um, noticed the increase and raised the alarm. Now, yes. Thankfully for that employee or employees who saw the change in the sodium hydroxide levels, it was a great thing that someone caught that before that caused a level of, um, let's say, death in the community because something like that would have caused a poisonous enough level to affect human lives. Now, this is an honorable mention in, in some ways because this is shown of how easy it was for an, uh, a threat actor to log into the remote software, uh, which I believe was TeamViewer that they were using at the time, that um, was breached by the hacker and then the levels were changed. Now, obviously, the human intervention stopped this from becoming uh, an event. But just imagine for one second if this actually went through and, and no one was monitoring the levels 
And um, this went into the, um, the community at large and caused a lot of deaths. This wouldn't be, we would be talking about a completely different story. And personally speaking, I think this would really kind of raise that bar a bit. Because, um, and especially the pipeline attack and the water treatment plant, like these are just tip of the iceberg things here that are happening to our, our world. And thankfully that this did not affect, you know, it didn't cause human lives. But if you look back in the last five years, that this is kind of coming at the doorstep. And this is why uh, since the pipeline attack and this water treatment plant in Florida, that this really has raised the alarm on the severity and the honest uh, action from the governments to be and the individuals and businesses alike that need to focus their efforts on a proper uh, a cybersecurity hygiene in especially in critical infrastructure, but also for businesses, most importantly, because this can start affecting human lives. And as we continue to grow, we continue to expand our horizons as to speak in terms of our digital landscape we will essentially give threat actors at some point in time, and if you heard this from me, that they are going to kill human beings or destroy them in some way. So again, let's let's look at you know what happened to, uh, was it in Texas where there was a, a cold snap, which, you know, and this wasn't a, a cyber attack, mind you, this was a natural event. But even with a uh, natural event that, you know, affected the power grid, uh, people's lives were still lost in Texas because those specific um, measures were not taken uh, with the uh, electrical company that caused people to die. And again, fortunately, there was no deaths with cyber attacks, but it's just, unf- and, and I'm sorry I have to say this, and, and especially in, in public record here, but, you know, human lives need to be lost in order for government to do something about it. Now, I'm not getting into political rant here. I'm just stating the facts from my many years in the um, security industry where I've seen different events which kind of tipped the sort of scale where uh, governments started to act on proper measures in you know any aforementioned situation that enabled movement to change to save human lives. And I think that's a very um, backwards approach to things, especially in proactive measures. Like we do have the tools in place today to protect critical infrastructure. But unfortunately, these events, especially in 21, have popped up. And I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this now that we're going to have more events and, and additional and hopefully not additional deaths, human lives, so to speak, in 2022. So this really needs to raise a significant alarm when it comes to understanding the significant events that turn out to destroy human lives to affect a lot of people because it's not a simple uh, A plus B equals C sort of situation. Like essentially the the cost, the, the human cost is going to come up unfortunately in the next few years. And again, just circling back to the pipeline and the water treatment attacks is that I'm I'm just worried and a lot of us in the security community is worried that this is going to continue and, and escalate as, as time goes on. Uh, another notable mention in 2021 was the uh, FBI and Microsoft Zero Day. The FBI accessed thousands of Microsoft Exchange servers 
and removed malicious code that hackers have installed. This zero-day um, vulnerability uh, actually was exploited by a lot of threat actors. Um, we've seen about 10 APT groups that exploited this vulnerability. So this actually allowed, this, this essentially gave a lot of the, the threat actors um, access to a lot of exchange servers. And, and those who, who know or not know is that the, the threat actors would have access to lots of emails. And, you know, as you know, some people actually send uh, private and confidential information over email. So essentially, these threat actors are sitting in these Microsoft Exchange servers accessing all the emails. So it wasn't in a good situation at all. So the FBI had to intervene and make sure that this code was removed from uh, their servers. Now, I know the FBI themselves were under a uh, malicious attack themselves, but fortunately wasn't to this extreme. Just wanted to mention that. The next notable mention would be the supply chain attacks from SolarWinds or Enabled. Now, for those who don't know, this is a managed services company and organization that offers um, thousands of thousands of businesses all over the world um, remote access. So essentially, a t- a IT managed service company would be able to log into any businesses, be able to have their hand on the pulse, per se, on the, on the multiple devices that are on that business environment. And, and hackers used uh, ransomware to compromise the platform. Now, essentially, hackers target the the supply chain because they can affect the most damage in maybe um, less cost of a way in terms of distributing those attacks. So instead of going after all those individual businesses themselves, they went after the supply chain itself to be able to distribute their payload um, just through one point of entry. Uh, another mention would be the Microsoft moving to pass up to a passwordless world. All of us who began our endeavors in the technology world knew that we have to have a password to safeguard or to secure our logins. Microsoft announced in 2021 that they are giving the users an opportunity and chance to use a non-password mode of authentication to access their accounts. I say this is a bold move um, towards the beginning of the end of the password era. And I know some of you are sick and tired of hearing from the IT companies to make sure you have a super secure password, put all these characters and numbers and uppercase and lowercase, and it it gets a bit frustrating. And this is why we move towards password managers, because, you know, we're not going to remember, you know, 40, 50 different logins to different websites. So Microsoft has taken the plunge towards the future in order to give users access to a passwordless world. Now, I know on the Mac side as well, they are enabling that too, but Microsoft actually has taken the first step to allow users not to have to use passwords in order to use their accounts. And kind of nearing the end of the year, um, for those who know the Apache uh, Log4j um, log vulnerability uh, that affected you know thousands upon thousands of, of, of businesses and users alike all over the world, because it is an open source platform and a lot of backend um, users, um, administrators, system administrators alike would use this open source Apache uh, operating system to, you know, basically run their entire infrastructure. Um, 
this allowed this this vulnerability allowed threat actors to exploit uh, this and and use this vulnerability um, in a way where they can essentially take over the entire account, take over the entire company, as you will, if they were able to take that that take that log four J vulnerability to heart and be able to actually move that entire infrastructure over to, you know, whatever their means are, you know, it's, it's the possibilities are endless at this point. The, the biggest challenge for security teams is that uh, this service is so embedded to, um, you know, various uh, systems and, uh, you know, products and services that the ultimate risk um, like I said, it was a complete takeover by the threat actors. So since it, since essentially it was embedded, it, it could be embedded in different ways. It was a complete challenge to some security uh, individuals or, or companies because they were not able to fully grasp the full uh, depth of uh, vulnerability with this log4j vulnerability. In the last you know, mention, you know, talk, talking about this all throughout the whole year, as you will, and hybrid learning, hybrid working, sorry, has become the, um, the big thing now for, for businesses and individuals alike. Most of you who've experienced the move from working from an office to working from home has really changed. This pandemic changed in the last year, the, the worldwide remote work and, Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your opinion on this, it's here to stay. Uh, this has brought an additional challenges for businesses who were more traditional sense, uh, being able to move their people to a, um, a remote-based application as opposed to working from the traditional, you know, castle sense. This posed a lot of challenges to a lot of businesses where they had to adapt and change and evolve their business practice, their business policies or procedures, etc., to enable this to happen to avoid their staff from, you know, falling sick with the um, COVID, the different variants out there, being sick, etc. So companies had to um, actively change the way they operate their business, how they handle their business environment relatively quickly. Um, due to this COVID pandemic. So hybrid working is now here to stay. And uh, in 2021 has shown that resolve from a lot of businesses shifting over to that hybrid model. And as well as a lot of threat actors now trying to exploit those um, people moving away from their walls of defense, so to speak. And this has enabled a lot of um, software companies, cloud companies to take the reins in terms of ensuring that hybrid cloud, that secure connection to office resources or cloud resources. And this has become a very important topic nowadays in the security field because the removal of employees from the castle has enabled threat actors to attack more vulnerable pieces of technology that people don't update their computers, they don't have the latest software, etc. So this really has put a new burden on IT and security teams all over the world. Now with all these vulnerabilities and attacks, 2021 was filled with its negative attributes in the case of the ever-increasing attacks in the cyber world. The outlook for cybersecurity is that security teams or, or cybersecurity is now a common known need to have in all computing situations, either be consumer or businesses or governments alike. 2021 and 2022 will continue to show 
that resolve and determination in the cyber world. This this is now a essentially a crucial aspect, a crucial component to everything we do moving forward in the future. So to end this podcast, um, I'll be only releasing one podcast this week um, for before the new year. But I want to wish you all happy holidays, uh, safe computing out there. And thank you for your ongoing support, your feedback and your constant visits to my cafe. From the Darn IT podcast to Darnley Cyber Cafe, we have seen an increase of of listeners to my podcast in in Darnley Cyber Cafe in the last year. So I want to thank all of you, each and every one of you, from coming back, you know, week over week and listening to these podcasts. Your information, your feedback, and your dedication to listening to this podcast is what makes me come back on this microphone to continue to make stories and share news articles with you guys because it is something that I enjoy. It is something that I do every day in my life. Uh, I constantly work in the cybersecurity field. I talk to all walks of life. So it is great. It is humbling to hear and see the effects of my work here uh, affect many of you all over the world. And this is not just in the United States and Canada. Uh, We have listeners in Europe, Africa, and some parts in Asia. So it's really humbling to see and hear the effects that this podcast has on each and every one of you. So again, thank you. Thank you for stopping by Darnley Cyber Cafe with your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. We hope you enjoyed your stay. Next time you swing by the cafe, bring a friend and share the show with them. That's all for this episode, folks. We will see you next time.